What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, April 19th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes, 30 under 30 winner, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. The engaged one at Tim Gettys. Let's him host. How you doing, Greg? I am tired. I am ready yeah, for this weekend. It's Friday. Friday. I know. We finally made Gotta it. Everybody, congratulations. Friday. Round of applause for yourself. You made it. You got through the day. You're there. We're at the end of a, a very long week as usual. Yeah. Very, a big weekend ahead. Yeah. You know? I think it's Easter. It is Easter. <laughs> that is part of it. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I was driving uh, or getting, you know, I was Ubering uh, from downtown the other day. I went to a friend's uh, restaurant opening and we were coming back through and I saw I got to the panhandle and they had that stupid flashing yellow sign for like road work and it just said expect delays 420 and I was like, fuck! It's 420 tomorrow in San oh, Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, You're not going to be able to go anywhere in this goddamn city yeah, that's without right. getting a contact high, as they say. You yeah, know what dude, I mean? Yeah, dude, that fucking Easter bunny, dude. Right? No, no, it, no, that's a weed thing. 420 is a weed thing. Mm. Easter Sunday. Mm. Weed is tomorrow. Not related? No, no, sadly. I think they're kind of related. Are they? Maybe. Also, it's Good Friday then, right? Heard it both ways. Yeah, today's, today's Good, good Friday. Friday. Yeah. yeah, Man, I'll tell you what. Went home to Chicago, you know, a couple more. By the way, there's like no news today, so you're just getting a random. <laughs> What's <laughs> up, so you guys? Hear Greg tell it's stories. It's Fun Friday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh I uh, went home to Chicago a couple weeks ago, end of mm-hmm. March there for my mom's birthday. It was at Portillo's, and they had the whole thing up of like, oh, yeah, and here's the Lent menu and meatless. And I was like, all right, that's the thing that happens here. Yeah, no, you know, no, okay, no. It was San Francisco. No, you, if it wasn't for the fucking peeps in the store, you'd have no idea Jesus was back. Yeah, you know what I mean? no, no idea at all. Exactly. Um, I saw Austin Walker retweet this yesterday. Um, it's a... It, from the Hard Drive Mag yeah. website. Have you seen this? <laughs> no. Uh, hard Drive Mag is like... <laughs> the it's, like a, it, it's a shoot-off of the Hard Times, which is kind of just like the Onion. It's, the, it's the Onion for video games, gotcha. essentially. And uh, the, the headline is, Gaming Comedy Podcast, now two solid hours of incomprehensible inside jokes. <laughs> And it's, it's such a great article. Yeah. I highly recommend you is guys go real? find it. It sounds too real. It is too fucking real. I, I, I feel like there's probably a lot of people that feel like they're being subtweeted. I really feel like we're, we're being, being subtweeted. subtweeted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, in, the, in the chat, or the kindoffunny.com slash you're on, nanobiologist pops up and says, for us Jewish folk, Passover starts tonight as well. Oh. Indeed. Indeed. Let me read one choice quote sure. that ends the article, okay? <laughs> this is, it's as if they're interviewing this fan. And, yeah, yeah. And he goes, quote, I love the new scrabbler of Mark's final T-hern. And Hanson continued chuckling to himself, and that's be okay with me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What was it? Somebody last night was doing going off on Twitter, but it was that thing where they were tweeting and they were, it was about kind of funny games daily and they were tweeting at me multiple times but they were using some weird third-party service so the tweets get kept getting cut off like it would be like they'd be mid-sentence and then it would just be like dot 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 but you click on the thing and it would just take you to kind of funny games daily i have no idea what they were using huh. and i was like i can't tell is it a positive thing or not so i had to go back and like go to his profile yeah. and read all the posts and it was not positive but it was just like i've come to the realization it's just the same bits over and over again and they only talk about x y i'm like well yeah it's the news if you didn't know it's the news. this is kind of funny games <laughs> daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show patreon.com slash kind of funny with your questions comments concerns bad psn names and everything else under the video game sun then we read 
it here. You watch it live as we record it on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. Speaking of the globe, last bullshit I'm going to do before we get into news, I promise. I meant to tell you, it's, we're talking about Nintendo socks doing really well, retro teasing us, and YouTube gaining on Twitch. Ooh. Uh, Lil Dicky put out his new video oh, today. No He's shit. back. Love the dick is back. Um, yeah. And it's, on, it's called Planet Earth. Okay. Um, is it a return to it, form? It is a, uh, I mean, it is a definite not return to form. It is them, this is a modern we are the world. Okay. And it all the money and proceeds go to Leonardo DiCaprio's like uh, charity stuff for protecting the earth uh-huh. and it's star studded Backstreet Boys Ariana Grande really? yeah okay. Justin Bieber is it good though? Leonardo DiCaprio's in it yeah. it's funny sounds good it'll never be as good as that one though where he was I mean, like though they've he's, he's you know it's all over the place he has the hit hits and then he has the like weird things like this that I'm like it's funny but it's not the funniest thing but the fact that he did it is really funny housekeeping for you <laughs> Right now, of course, you can get the Kind of Funny Games cast over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, it's got Anthony Rapp on it, trying to convince us all to play Bloodborne. And also, as just before this, I published, if you're a $1 supporter over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, you can get the second episode of the video, the Kind of Funny Video Game Club. It's Woo. me, Fran Mirabello third, and Gary Witta gabbing about the division for an Give hour and gab. a half. So get over there and see that. Uh, the Vancouver meet and greet is next. It's coming up May 4th. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash events to keep up with the Kind of Funny World Tour. Uh, I saw it today. I put up a tweet like, what could I do to make your day better? A couple of people in there are like, what about London meet and greet? And that's London meet and greet details. We're closing in on that from what I understand. Mm-hmm. We're close, but not there yet. Very close. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Tom Bach, Blackjack, James Davis, and Mohammed Mohammed. Mm-hmm. Today we're brought to you by Robin Hood and Third Love, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Three items on the Roper Report. Baron, I want to do number two, number one, because I meant to switch them around, but I didn't. And what I need you to do is go to number two and click on that link, because we're going to need to have a visual aid here the link, for the Barrett. audio people. Or for the vi- no, for the YouTube people. Audio people, you're going to have to paint with your mind's eye. Wow. As you know, mm-hmm. Tim Geddes. Yes. Reggie has left Nintendo. He has. He, However, before he left, started a Twitter. Yeah, I love it. Why not? Now, now he's got no, so nobody's there to step on his neck. He, yeah. Reggie can say whatever he wants now. You know what I've I mean? been wondering, do you think that now we can get Reggie? No. I think yeah. harder than ever probably. <laughs> you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was one of the, I, you know, Jeff Keighley put it out there. I followed. I said, I said something to Reggie. He didn't follow back. So that's it. Right there. Mm. We're done. You know what I mean? Mm. If I can't get the follow back, we're never going to get him. Who am I going to talk to? Who do you even ask? Yeah, I don't know. We knew people in Nintendo to ask and we get Reggie yeah, on stuff. I don't like, trust no. Mr. Nintendo. You don't trust Mr. Nintendo? No, not when we're asking him for stuff. Fair, okay. Uh, Reggie put up this tweet, right? Uh, and I'm like, yeah, good job. I'm gonna read it for you listeners, right? Last of my retirement events was last night. Received from wonderful gifts and souvenirs. Yes, that is a work, working virtual boy. Art from Retro Studios. Notebook for names taken. A plastic ass to kick. kick. A uh, book of notes for from employees. And a Mario statue. End of an era. Now, Barrett, are you aware of what's happening here? What? He's, is that a yes or no? Do you, are you aware he, of what's happening? He's leaving. Do you understand the news here? Do you understand this? I, I don't. I also can't see the ass. All right. Well, okay. So click on that one right there, Barry. Good job. So There's the ass. Okay. You see the ass now? In the top right. Apply, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No one cares about the ass. What everybody cares about is the image from retro, right? Look at it. It's Samus. It's Reggie. 
It's Donkey Kong. It's Miss Donkey Kong. It's Little Donkey Kong. I hate you so fucking it's a much. Metroid over there. Remember when you but drew Diddy <laughs> from memory? <laughs> but what ha- the internet is a flame over. What's behind Mario's ass? Barrett, please zoom in there. Because it guy? looks like it's a little robot hand that no one's been able to identify. That everybody's saying is Rob 64. No, is is retro teasing their next game? Did they put in here something that only Reggie and them would know about? And that's why Reggie very specifically covered it with Mario and took the uh, photo from this angle. Interesting. Now, I, I'm surprised you didn't see this yet. This was blowing up of people freaking out about it. To which Enrique Riviera, a concept artist at Retro Studios, quote tweeted this picture and just put with his own thing a winky emoji. To which one of his friends, you assume, said, uh, Enrique, is that dot, dot, dot? And he said it is. So now everybody's wondering, what is this thing? I just nailed it. What is it? Please Google Rob64. Why, but you, Google Rob64 for me, Baron. Baron's doing this thing now. Let me see. He's bringing it over here. Yeah, and the, right, right, right. Boom. Oh. Click on it. It's that hand. Is it? Show it to me again, Barrett. Now should go back to Reggie's image. It's like different stylized, but I mean, go back to go back to Rob sixty four, please. But is Rob sixty four that short? I feel like they're making this guy out to be like short, like short as fuck. His hand might just be sneaking out behind Samus. You know, I don't know. Well, no, he's in front of Samus. He might clearly. be laying down. He's clearly in front of Samus. He's next to. Here's the thing. I only boy, say that because what does this hint at? I have no idea who Rob sixty four is. Star, Star Fox. Fox Grand Prix. Oh, is that where he's from? Okay. Uh, yeah, Star Fox 64 yeah. is where he made his debut. Okay, so it still checks out that that would still be what they're teasing. For yeah, and, and also, hold on, him being short thing, go back. There's a lot of times where he's just that. Oh, okay. Tim, you're right. But his hands don't look the same there. I, well, if you're an audio listener now, we're looking at what to be a floating torso. His hands don't look the same in any of these, though, right? Sure, that's why I refuse to believe it. I refuse to believe it. I mean, it, it's definitely not a Donkey Kong hand. It's definitely not something from Samus that friendly. Sure. Well, I don't think... Oh, no, Nobody's saying it's them. No, they're saying what is hidden behind Mario's ass. That's what everybody wants to know. It's Rob 64, bitches. I'm telling you. Maybe okay. Mario I'm just has you. So does that excite you? Does Fox that Grand- do anything Yes, me? I want Star Fox Grand Prix to what be is real. This? Bring me up to speed on that again, because that was the rumor forever, right? The rumor forever, it's going to be a, a Diddy Kong racing style racing game mixed and infused with Star Fox's gameplay. So essentially it's taking the Star Fox gameplay of 64, the very linear obstacle based high score style gameplay into a modern generation where it's not like that. That stuff wouldn't be okay to just be released as a full game okay. nowadays, right? Sure. Um, you need a bit more open. You need a bit more things going on. Whereas if you add the adventure mode racing style to it, all of a sudden you're getting like a thrilling high score adventure. Okay. That you going on? Cool story mode, cool bosses as featured in Crash Team Racing or Diddy Kong Racing. Sure. And uh, the idea was that Rare was working on it, and it was going to be announced uh, at E3 last year around E3. That obviously didn't happen. Right. There's been a lot of questions of: Is it canceled? Is it not canceled? If Rare or Retro? Because Metro Rare, got keep saying Rare Retro. If Retro is uh, working on uh, Metroid Prime now, but they weren't. Yeah. What the fuck were they working on for the last decade? So do you think that, because the rumors have, there's not even been rumors of this part, right? It has just been what happened to this racing game, right? Like, do you do you think it's been stopped? Do you think it was far enough, enough along the past somebody? Do you okay. Think? There's a couple different questions you need to ask before you get there. Because the question is, is it real? Needs to be first. Okay. If yes, then you can ask what happened. Is it real? Um, I think it is. 
You know, um, I know that a lot of people, th- this rumor in particular has been used as a case for why uh, insider culture, specifically with Nintendo over the last like two years since Switch happened, essentially, yeah. is very uh, problematic. Um, but I I love the stuff. Obviously, I love rumors. I love the hype. Problematic the, because it gets people's expectations blown out of proportion. It, and it also um, incentivizes people to make shit up. Ah, you okay. know, and it just to just be this race to get headlines that are going to get passed around and talked about Shared. in a million yeah, different yeah, ways. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I've seen it happen before where it's like I anytime I'm talking about these rumors and stuff, I try to to immediately credit wherever I got them from and say what I think about that source. Yeah. Um, but even then, like there'll be times where I'm trying to look up news or, or remember rumors and I'll Google stuff. And then I see my name pop up. Sure. And people are citing me saying things. And I'm like, oh, no. Sure. Like you, I don't know. Shit. You're a tastemaker. I am. A rumor maker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it's real, though. I, I'm still team real on this one. And and because you believe or have you seen enough or heard enough you think that then? I've, I've heard things from people that, that are trust? usually right that I trust okay. and they haven't told me differently. However, you know, it, it hasn't happened. And usually the, peop- the things they tell me happen. And it, them being right doesn't mean that they're right always. And, and of course. Sorry, but that means forever about the same thing. They that game could have been real and then got canceled and they didn't know about that part. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So them saying, "Oh, it's coming one day." Maybe it's not, but as far as they know, it was. Gotcha. Right? Um, I do think that we'll we'll see it. I, I hope we do. I was very surprised to hear um, those rumors in the first place because that almost sounds too good to be true. Yeah. I'm just of the mind that Star Fox can't be saved now, and I say that as one of the biggest Star Fox fans in the, the world, um, and that sucks and that's sad. But what they did to that group of furry space animals last generation on the Wii U was an insult, Greg. Wow. It was an Horrifying. insult. Um, Luckily, no one had a Wii U to play it, so no one really knows. I mean, <laughs> well, that's, that's an issue, too. But, yeah, I don't know. Is it real? I think it is. Will we ever see it? I'm not sure. You'll definitely see it at some point. If it's real and they worked on it and it got canceled or whatever, or even if it got, it'll get released eventually, whether it's concept art, whether it's just a conversation at a GDC, whether it is uh, like on the SNES Classic, right, where they put out the, the game you'd never seen before. Yeah, I think this is a little bit different, though. Like, there's so many questions about retro that we just have no idea about that I don't, if it's shady enough, we're never going to hear about it. And I think that there's potential that that is the case. Gotcha. Um, that's really dark and dire. The other side of that is this game is real. They must have been working on something. Yeah, they're like, doing do, something. Do the math on this, right? They they did Metroid Prime three on the Wii. Barrett started doing math. Then they did uh, uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns, and then followed that up. That was a Wii game. Followed yeah. that up on the Wii U with Donkey Kong Country Returns Tropical Freeze. But even that was years ago at this point. Tropical Freeze was like 2013, wasn't it? 2013. What have they been working on? You know? Forever, everyone was like, even though it's the Wii U, they must be working on a Metroid Prime game. And they didn't. You know? What were they working on? What were they doing? What are they working on now on the Switch? Pardon me. It was was 2014. 2014. 2014. Get your facts straight, Barry. Early 2014. Early 2014, everybody. Huh. Well, all right. Do you think then it's just... Reggie needed to put all his, his prizes together in one photo, so that's why it was. Or was he trying to hide, uh, whatever the robot sixty four, Rob sixty four? Is that what it was? I, I mean, mean, he's absolutely trying to hide that guy. He's trying to hide him. Yeah. Why? Because he's an embarrassment, or because he doesn't want people thinking <laughs> about the racing game. <laughs> pull, pull the picture back up. Both. Both, you say, Barry? Both. All right, hold on. Look, I I see it a couple ways. I see it as he could be trying to hide it, but I also don't think that that's necessarily true. He's just trying to get everything in one picture. Sure. Um, if he was trying to hide it, he should have hit it a little bit better because I had not seen this picture and uh-huh. I saw it immediately. I'm like, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Right. 
Like, and and I'm not. I mean, you know what? Probably I am the guy that would do that. So sure. <laughs> well, Reggie, what are you hiding? Tweet back at us and let us know. I know now that you have all this time, you're definitely watching kind of funny games daily. Uh, number two, Nintendo stock is soaring in ch- based on some China news. This is from Sam Nussi over at Reuters. Uh, Nintendo shares jumped 17% in morning Tokyo trade on Friday, a day after China's Tencent Holdings Limited won a key approval to begin selling Nintendo Switch consoles in the world's largest video game market. That is the biggest percentage gain since July 2016, when enthusiasm for Nintendo-backed smartphone game Pokemon Go sent the stock skyrocketing. Friday's jump sent the shares to their highest price since October and pushed the year-to-date gain to 32%. Nintendo's U.S.-listed shares rose 12% overnight after the Chinese provenance of Guangdong uh, allowed Tencent to distribute the Switch console with a test version of new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe on it. Uh, It remains unknown when the console may go to sale in China, with games needing to clear a separate approval process. China, man. Yeah? So weird. It's so weird that we live in a world where certain people just don't get video games based on weird politics and stuff. Yeah. like that. I know it's such an American thing to say, but it's just like... That is, it's really baffling to me that they're just getting the Switch. It's from Tencent, of all people. Yeah, well, if Tencent, man. Come yeah. on. And, uh, but the thing is, it's like, so they're selling they're selling Switches as well as also owning a lot of digital storefronts and, and putting out games. They, and their, stuff. It's they like, have their finger in that, every video game like, What right don't now. they do? Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? do, they, do they own a bakery? Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, a test version of New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. It's like, all this is just so weird. Yeah, it's a very, very weird uh, idea, but it'll be very, very interesting to see how it takes over over there, how it takes. I mean, like, it is a gigantic video game market. Yeah, they the just search for Tencent Bakery. <laughs> I found an Alibaba and Tencent next Battlefront coffee. It's a co- bakery startup. There you go. Oh my God. How'd you know? How did you know, Tim? Have they bought Kind of Funny yet? Tencent's investing in us. Are they kind Patreon backers? Uh, yeah. So just as you're going, I, I always bring up the Tencent articles, whether it's when they were getting blocked in China, and now I was like, that could be a huge problem for everybody else since they yeah. own everything. And now the fact that, yeah, they're sitting there with Nintendo. We'll see what happens as it continues to shake out, but... Tencent continuing to try to take over every aspect of the video game. I market. mean, if Switch getting into the Chinese market is, is huge. Like, imagine how many they could sell there, right? Oh, yeah. Like that gets the the units of hardware of the Switch into the ridiculous amounts uh, that it already is kind of like going towards. So that's just good news for the games because more money going there just means that there's going to be more money investing in the games for longer. Like we see with things like the 3DS and handheld units, which traditionally have done well in these Asian markets that. Uh, typically don't see the high console sales. Sure. Number three, Twitch is still killing it, but YouTube is gaining. This is from Rebecca Valentine, friend of the show over at gamesindustry.biz. Twitch is still far and away the king of streaming platforms, but in the first quarter of the year, YouTube streaming services began to rapidly gain ground. According to Streamlabs Q1 2019 report, in partnership with NewZoo, YouTube Live's viewership numbers reached 24% of Twitch's total viewership numbers in the last quarter. Despite the gulf between the two, YouTube's Live's average number of viewers per channel last quarter was a whopping 52 compared to Twitch's 26 and Mixer's 11. Twitch saw a total of 2.7 billion hours watched in Q1 of 2019, up 7% quarter over quarter. YouTube Live was at 651 million, and Mixer had 89 million. Though YouTube still trails, Streamlabs says it is currently experiencing rapid growth since the company moved to YouTube Gaming, or I'm sorry, moved YouTube Gaming into the YouTube Live Hub late last year. What's the deal with YouTube Live, there, Tim Gettys? You and I. 
uh, uh, mainly you, student of the YouTube game, right? We put our stuff up there. We, we see it go out there. But when YouTube gaming was a big thing, and we were talking about it, and it seemed like it was going to put a lot of pressure onto Twitch, maybe Twitch was going to change, this, that, and the other. It never really seemed to take off. It never really seemed to happen. It seemed like Twitch just kept doing what Twitch is doing. YouTube did what it was doing and then kind of backed off the gaming, roped it into YouTube. What's going on with YouTube? Life? You know, I mean, I feel like we've talked about this a lot over the last couple of years in just different ways, and I've always kind of had the same mindset about it where I, it was never that YouTube was going to take over Twitch. It's just that they were also going to have a huge foothold in it, and they do. Yeah. And they always have. And I feel like people are always poo-pooing YouTube gaming and being like, like, kind of using them as a joke of like the LOL. Like they tried. It's like, okay, well, they actually succeeded a lot. They're just not number one. Yeah. Reminds me a lot of that Xbox, PlayStation 4 situation right now where it's like, all right, Xbox One is selling better than the 360 did, but somehow it's losing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Like, and just because it's number two. Um, and with YouTube, it's just different. These numbers do seem a little bit inflated. I'd like to know what the, uh, even the YouTube numbers, where it's like the the 52 percent or whatever, is that coming from things like Coachella Live? You know, and for gotcha. like these like live events. You're right. That YouTube, yeah, it's YouTube Live. I think it's also a smaller thing. Remember, it's not 52 percent. It's 52. Sorry, YouTube's I'm, live's I'm, average number of viewers per channel is 52. Sorry, reached the 24% is the number I meant ah, to my say. Apologies. So 24 YouTube's live's viewership numbers reached 24% of Twitch's total. Viewership. Yeah, and so it's like I yes, imagine a lot of that, that is, is a lot of the live events, but like that's not saying that those don't count because Twitch does the same thing. Like Twitch does have live events that they they license or pay for or just um, partner with to to be able to show. And YouTube has been really kind of killing that, especially on the concert concert front um, with music festivals giving you like very 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 high quality um, live streams of concerts that are happening yeah um, and other events as well I mean I know for us like we prefer to use YouTube over Twitch when we're looking at press conferences or the like for the most part unless there's a problem and then we sure. switch over well yeah we go wherever's having the best performance and whoever's the most timely yeah I mean you know we've said this a million times from our own business I would love to be on YouTube Live and Twitch and be everywhere, but Twitch is the only one with an exclusive agreement. Yeah. Like if it wasn't for Twitch, we'd also be on Mixer and YouTube and Twitter and anywhere we could be, because why not? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it's what we always talk about, right? Like what we learned at IGN, that the dot-com is a dying thing. You need to be where your audience is, right? That's yeah. why IGN is on Snapchat, Twitch, YouTube, yeah. Facebook. And, you know, honestly, it's like getting to the point where Twitch having these exclusive deals kind of is hindering their, their growth, I think. And yeah. I think that that's going to... Uh, bite them in the ass eventually um, as users keep moving off the platform and granted okay they're moving to Mixer which a lot of people are like I don't care about Mixer is the superior streaming platform right now it is the best experience hands down no um, latency, right? Isn't it like no latency and just the way the tools that they have for um, users to the audience to interact with the stream as it's happening it's they're just unparalleled unrivaled yeah. unrivaled but uh, you know the, the streaming games are interesting in every asset, right? Where whether facet, whether it's us streaming to people, whether it's users watching people, whether it's cloud gaming that we're talking about, whether sure. it's video streaming services, all this stuff is evolving, and the, the competition is only good for yeah, for all of course. Of it. Well, you want to see people try and learn from each other, right, and figure all this stuff out. Yeah, and I think that YouTube has been learning. Like YouTube Gaming and YouTube Live has grown so much uh, in the last couple of years, where they the monetization options for creators were dire when they first came out. And that's why I feel like a lot of people went away 
pretty quickly and didn't look back. But now they have things that rival the tips and um, subs, subs and, and all that type of stuff. They have the super chat and they have their sponsors as their um, subscriber and stuff. And like, there's actually a lot of really cool things that I wish that we could do, but we just can't because of our, our licensing deal with, with Twitch. Twitch. But I don't know. Interesting stuff, but at the same time, it's like, this to me is kind of like a no shit. Yeah. Uh, things, things are happening, but they're not that interesting. Well, fuck me. I guess we're putting on the rubber report. You fuck know you. I mean? Hey, man. I can't wait for interesting news to happen, Tim, mm-hmm. but that's still so far away, apparently. If I wanted something more immediate, say, what came to the mom and grab shop store, where to go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Every once in a while, I, I feel like my brain and my mouth just aren't oh, communicating yeah. right. And it's like, I swear, it's maybe like three days a month. And I always hope that they happen on weekends. Sure. But sure. lo and behold, they happen on the days I'm on multiple shows. I definitely right now, I have the tiredness uh, of a week, you know what I mean, of uh, work behind us. But then also last night, stayed up late playing Days Gone. Of course, Embargo Lifts next week. Kind of funny games cast. And uh, then I was like, oh, oh crap, I have the breakfast with Kevin. I was Me and Bre- Kevin are trying to get a weekly breakfast going. Mm. So we did that. So I had to be up earlier than usual. And then I went to bed. But then I was still getting, I was still like fighting that cold. So I was like doing that thing where I was like coughing. I was like, I got to take a NyQuil. And I still think I still have the NyQuil like hangover. I did not get eight hours of sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I'm still trying to shake the drugs. I got the junk in my system. Mm-hmm. I think this is what they call withdrawals. Drawls. Draw. Out today. Uh, the Konami Anniversary Collection Arcade Classics comes to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Nurse Love Syndrome comes to PlayStation Vita. It lives. Oh, Barrett's already <laughs> Thank got, you, Barrett. As if I, 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 need, as if I needed to see the images to know this is some weird visual novel. I, like, I couldn't che- find any like trailer. Meet Cheerful uh, Karawi Sawai, fresh out of nursing school, as she joins... Uragami, Uragami Hospital, surviving a near-death experience as a child, left her with a desire to become a nurse and healing hands that let her relieve pain in patients just by touching them. I love that there's a backslash I, in the I middle I was about to say, I love that it's hosp slash idle. And I, I, I wonder. That's got to be a typo. If it's a typo or if that's just I did in it. the future. Sharing the, wor- sharing the world of nurse love addiction, guide a fresh out of, out of nursing school Karawi through her study of growth, love, and medicine. From the strict head nurse, Hatsumi Atsuka, big sisterly, Yasuko Yakamiya, and nursing school senpai, we're just going to keep going, to the hostile pay, all right, I get it, I get it. Let your choice decide, hold on, go down, let your choice decide, your choices decide how Kyrie will grow her relationship and lead her to one of the 20 or more endings of sweet love or darker passions. Yeah, because it's like fresh out, uh, it's what, uh, just stop moving, healing hands, right, healing hands of touching people. Lord Almighty, you know what you're doing in this game. You know what you're doing. I'm going for them dark passions, Greg. Go back to that last one. There was more context there. Uh, There's usually no time to notice it during work since we're so busy. But on break, when it's just us, I can't hold a conversation with her at all. And it's super awkward. Get out there, PlayStation Vita fans. It's still alive. Oh, I love that you're logged in. It's kind of funny, Kevin. Buy this for him. <laughs> Let's do it. Add a cart. Moto Rush GT is coming to Switch. Alpha is coming to Switch. You died, but a necromancer revived you is on Switch and PC. Uh, Maze of Memories is on PC. Bit Dungeon 2 is on PC. Muscle Magic is on PC. Uh, Barrett has pulled this one up as well. You see here. Uh, Jesus God. Muscle Magic is a game that looks like you are like what? Chickens with muscles? And you are throwing things around. It's a party mode game. 
It sure is. And then GameSpot reports, Final Fantasy XIV has begun its crossover event with the latest numbered entry in the franchise, Final Fantasy XV. The event will last through May 27th and brings a familiar brings a few familiar characters and equipment from the game into the MMO. I keep bringing this up, Greg, but yeah. I'm going to keep doing it until somebody else talks to me talks with me about this shit. Final Fantasy 16 has not been announced. Yeah. Like I feel like we're not giving Square enough credit for not announcing this game. That maybe they've learned. Maybe they'll it's, wait it's till it's shocking. actually close. It's shocking, but it's like when you look at it, man, Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9 were essentially like almost annual games at that point, which is mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Then you get to 10, which was also in line with that, right? Then 11 and 12, we knew about 12 and 11 and 12 by the time 10 was coming out. Yeah. Then we knew 13 and 14 were happening. They announced 13 verses that became 15 and all that. This is the longest we've went without a proper numbered Final Fantasy announcement. Well, seeing as I had to hear about the last one for like five years, yeah. and then Kingdom Hearts for seven years, they mm-hmm. can take their time. I, but I don't know if they're going to. I think they're, just, they're, they're delaying this. They're going to announce it. It's still going to take 10 years. Oh, God damn it. Uh, new dates for you. The next free game on the Epic Game Store as of May 2nd will be World of Goo. It's being remastered, obviously, for what everything is now. And then Castlevania Anniversary Collections coming May 16th to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. It includes the original Castlevania, Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge, Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse, and Super Castlevania 4, Castlevania The Adventure, Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, Castlevania Bloodlines, and Kid Dracula from Famicom. Cool stuff. Does that do anything for you? You excited about that? I, you know, I've never really played these classic Castlevania games through. Were you more of a Symphony of Night? Uh, definitely. That that style of game I like more. The um, Game Boy Advance ones, the DS ones as mm-hmm. well, the Circle of the Moon and all that. But um, I this will be a fun thing I dabble in. You know, it's like I'm on the plane. I'm just like, what's going on, Super Castlevania 4? I never actually beat you. I want to get in there. I want to get in there. Get in there. Get up in the Castlevania guts. What is cool is I think that this is going to lead to, if I saw somewhere correctly, this is Castlevania Anniversary Collection, and they don't call it one, but like ah. they hint that there could be more. Gotcha. And it's weird to me that we haven't seen a collection of those Metroidvania style Castlevanias, um, specifically the GBA and DS ones. But I imagine one day we'll get that, and people will rejoice. The people rejoice. Deals of the day for you. There's a big PSN sale going on right now. You can go check it out. But standouts, of course, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, The Division 2, Metro Exodus, and much more. Specifically, AC Odyssey Gold Edition is like 30 bucks or something. Yeah. It's like all They got the Division DLC. Gold Edition on sale, too. Not it's that gold. cheap, but yeah. yeah. You, see, you see the Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, Atlantis DLC trailer? Yeah. Looks cool. Yeah. I think I'm out, though. You're out? Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. I you got to play Batman again. I saw you on Twitter. You're yeah, playing Arkham again. Yeah. Time for reader mail, but first I'm going to tell you about our sponsors. Uh, We'll start with Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge you up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place trades in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks, trade your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Kind of Funny Games Daily a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at games.robinhood.com. That's games.robinhood.com. 
Next up, it's Third Love. If you have breasts, you're going to need a bra. That's where our sponsor, Third Love, comes in. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. More sizes than any of the other brands, Third Love offers more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. Hands were too dehydrated to turn the page. Skip the trip. Find your fit with Third Love's online Fit Finder. Order and try on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. The Fit Finder quiz, you answer a few simple questions and find the perfect fit in 60 seconds. Third Love helps you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body. You get a 100% fit guarantee. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it, and Third Love will wash and donate it for you or to a woman in need. Third Love's teams of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find the perfect fit. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash games now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash games for 15% off today. Today. Yay. Today. today. Tim? Yes. Let's start reader mail with Tori Thompson, Tori who Thompson. wrote in to patreon.com slash games. Speaking on the Xbox One S uh, digital edition, all digital edition uh, console the last couple of days, I was with you. Seems silly. But what if Xbox knows full well this isn't going to move the needle, especially at that price point? It seems to me it could be a, it could be a move to be first. So in a few years, if PlayStation decides to do it as well, it will seem like they're copying Xbox. We see this kind of stuff with iPhone v. Android debates. Additionally, it could be a move to test the hunger for something like this at launch of the next Xbox console. Thoughts? We haven't been together on this show. What what it was your take on Xbox all Xbox One as all digital? I, I just I just think that it, it doesn't really move the needle at all. It's just another Xbox. Like it might as well be the same skew. Mm. It's just giving people a different option that is just comparable. This is not like a step forward. I feel like a step forward would have been somewhere around the hundred fifty dollar price tag, where that would be a move towards let's get Xboxes in every household. Let's right. You know, get get people that are on the PlayStation side that don't have an Xbox, but have been on the fence about it. They get this. They get Games Pass. We, they're in the ecosystem. When next gen comes, they're prepared. They're ready. Yeah. And this isn't that. This is just a hey, different way to get the same exact thing. Yeah. I agree. I I was so hopeful that it would be way cheaper. That it would be what we're talking about mm-hmm. a way to get in. However, the more I think about it and wrestle with it, if my prediction is true, right? That sure, of course, Xbox Scarlet, we're just calling it the next Xbox, next box, right? Runs is backwards compatible, obviously. But I also think that I've said before that it'll be another iterative console that'll be the teraflops and the whatever, blah, blah. And that the Xbox, if you don't want to buy a new Xbox, you don't want to buy the next box. The games we're putting out for that are going to run on Xbox One S, but it'll be through streaming service. It'll be through whatever. Some maybe just natively, but look mm-hmm. worse, right? I feel like when you introduce the brand new giant Xbox SKU, the Scarlet that's just the streaming box, then Xbox One X, then Xbox One S, then Xbox All Digital Streaming Edition, I feel like those price points move around as you introduce the new things. So maybe getting this out there starts getting people to understand what this box is, understanding that it's just digital. Okay, Xboxes, I know it isn't going away and then when you introduce those next two big skews for next generation in quotes that keeps knocking the prices down to where all of a sudden yeah this does become 150 bucks i i don't think that that is the case because i feel like when you look at like iphones right 
they'll introduce the new ones and the cheaper option, but that pushes all the other generations away. Sure. You can get them refurbished. You can get them sure. used. You can get them all, like whatever. But like they're not, Apple's not pushing the iPhone family being this like crazy thing. If Xbox comes out and is like, there are 10 Xboxes, that's not a good move. There needs to be a handful of them. Not a handful, a to couple do it wrong, of them. Arguing my, against myself, I don't think it makes a lot of sense either because yeah. it is the fact that you're going to theoretically knock on wood if the rumors are true, have two versions of Xbox, right? I always forget the one that's going to be the Beefy's code name. Anaconda. Anaconda, you're right. And then you'll have a streaming one that's Scarlet. And if I'm Xbox, I want you to buy the Scarlet one. But this now instills no confidence in me, Greg Miller, that uh, Scarlet's going to be ridiculously cheap. Because that's what I thought the bonus was going to be. That, yeah, we have Anaconda, and it, it costs $400, $500, whatever the hell it's going to be. It does all the flops. It's got all the HDs. It's got all the Ks. And then there is this Scarlet box that just streams and gets Game Pass, and that's how you're going to play your games. It's 100 bucks, not, you know, 150 bucks. Yeah. It's 200 bucks. I still think that uh, this could be setting up for next gen having two options one being the beefy ass anaconda sure. that i do think is going to be more powerful than playstation i do think that xbox wants to own I mean, that's that. what xbox hangs their hat on right and i saw some headline going around today that that's still their focus oh yeah not like i don't think it's an official statement i think it's like insider saying but I, I imagine that yeah they're going to come through and try to have the best strongest system but then also have a a much cheaper um digital thing that looks different than this but i just feel like this is a weird step like them announcing this one to me it's it's just doesn't move any needles like i said earlier it's yeah. just kind of like it's just another skew this is like the equivalent of a slim this yeah. is not a new way to play games yeah it's just is this what you want it's like it's psp go well psp go was awesome and really did change the game you know but i mean it didn't though i know it's, i know i know i know I hear you, everybody. Was the PSP Go at least cheaper than the PSP? No, it was more no? expensive. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And granted, that was a much different time where yeah. with even just digital storage was much more expensive then. Um, whereas now that it's like essentially free, it's so cheap to be able to, to store games and stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I'm very down on this just because I thought that if they did it, it would be exciting. I, yeah, that was my thing. The way that they've been so bullish on streaming, so bullish with Game Pass, so bullish on download, I was expecting them to keep making crazy moves. And not crazy like, we don't know what we're doing, but like aggressive. I expected aggressive moves, and I don't feel this is aggressive at all. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, this thing exists now for 50 bucks cheaper. Oh, well, why don't, and why, what, why? Why yeah. would that get anybody excited if they haven't bought it yet? Yeah. We'll see what happens. E3, uh, man, I'm so excited. Microsoft's E3 100%. is... One of the most exciting conferences of all time. Yeah. Sam, uh, no. Shit. Brad Sam's right from Therat today mm -hmm. on some podcast is talking about the rumor he's hearing is that it'll be Halo Infinite starting uh, the Xbox conference with a Battle Royale mode or yeah. the version of it, even though they've said the only BR is Battle Rifle and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I've seen that. And that definitely excites me. That's something that I want. I mean, I, I can't wait for Xbox's conference because they have all the runway to work with they mm -hmm. know they need to fucking knock it out of the park they, they have to come out and talk about whatever their, their next I, box I, is. I, I was talking with a fan about this a couple days ago i really hope they do i don't believe that they will i hope knock that out they of the do. Park yeah they... i don't i don't think that like they're set up to they're set up to they have the opening yeah but will they they come through with it i don't know they haven't shown me anything to make me believe that right now they've shown me a lot of stuff where there's a lot of cool tech and they have a lot of, of systems at play that I'm like, whoa, this is where gaming is going. Yeah. And it's where gaming is. But you still need the games. You, that's that's it. And, and I mean, that's the thing is maybe you start, you tease like what the, or you you know, you have teaser trailers for the two two of the games that these first parties are working on. And then beyond that, beyond, yep. you get to actually do not like the, 
I didn't like exactly how EA did it a couple years ago. I'm like, we don't have that many games, so let's show you a glimpse of what we're working on, but you do the glimpse of what's going on at these other studios and get people excited about it. It's just, we're getting to a point where it's been too long. Mm Mm-hmm. We've been hearing about teams. We've been hearing about stuff. You happening. say it's. You, I know video game development takes forever. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, okay, Xbox, you just you you spend an entire generation not having exclusives. Yep. We're about to get into this next. But one. that's my. I think that's why you wait as long. I mean, you wait until you're. Uh, they understood. We've talked about this in the show. I've said it before. They understood they lost this generation. So why send troops and games out to die? Yeah. Like, don't sit there. Take your lumps. You don't have exclusives. Sure. We're ma- but we have Game Pass and we have this and we're building that. Just get to this next generation point to go. Cool. We have these studios. What is it? 12 or 13 now. We have our own first party stable. Mm-hmm. Not at all of them are going to be guns blazing ready to go. But here are the first few from them. And here are the teases of what they're doing. And actually. Yeah. I just think it's it's when you look back to last generation with PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4 launched or, or this generation. PlayStation 4 didn't have exclusives for a long time. There was a big period of until Bloodborne, right? Where it's like, like yeah, you well, got second, this, son, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. but like, I'm just saying, I know, yeah. but you're right, you're right. Like, Bloodborne was like, it's like, like the oh needle. shit, right? Yeah. Infamous Second Son is going to be Gears Five. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be, oh yeah, we expected that. Will it be good or not? I don't know. Hopefully, um, Halo Infinite could be a game changer, or it could just be more Halo. In the bad way, not in the good way. Yeah, more Halo could be a good thing, or it could just be like, ah, okay, cool. That doesn't get me excited. Yeah, yeah, I I dropped Halo Four, and and like a Halo Four, you know. But then when you keep going further with that, it's like, all right, so there's all these other teams that a lot of them we haven't seen what they are capable of, which is exciting. But a lot of them we have seen what they're capable of, and it's like they could always step it up, like we've seen um, Insomniac do. Yeah, right. But that's being there's a lot of things that we're being very, very hopeful for. Sure. Um, and expecting that, I think, is we're going to go in and be disappointed. Whereas if you set your expectations correctly, this could be exciting. I don't know. Again, I hope for the best here. I just think that Xbox, I just think it has to be exciting. Even yeah, if man. it was, hey, yeah, you know, we officially own uh, Undead Labs, right? Creators of State of Decay now. We've we've we they've increased the staff. 50 percent we're mm-hmm. working with them to make you know and not say like their game sucked before and but there was like technical problems and they were a smaller team and blah yeah. blah, blah like we are clearly investing in them to make it bigger right uh you want to look at the hellblade folks right like we bought them now right and this is the concept they're working on and we've done x y and z with them i think that gets me excited on top of here's what uh coalition's doing here's what you know the santa monica team here's what like i think there's enough cool Th- shit there there is but compare that to last of us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding Spider-Man and two. Spider-Man 2, God of War 2, Horizon 2, like the things that we know are coming sure. versus the things that we sure. think are coming versus surprises we don't even know about from Sony. And we're going to be comparing those in the same year, probably. Yeah. Right? That. But it'll be the same thing where for PlayStation 5, what are they going to have out of the gate? You I know think those games. No way. God of War 2 and Spider-Man 2? Oh, out of the gate, no. But I mean, the promise of them in the same way that if we're just getting teases of what's to come later for Xbox. We're comparing that to what's to come for PlayStation, right? Sure. But, I, but out I of the still, gate on I PS5, s- I do think some combination Death Stranding, Last of Us, and Ghost of Tsushima at least have Matt Council writes in to patreon.com slash games and says, What's good, Greg and Tim? It is widely expected that Sony's next generation console will release in 2020. Given this, it seems likely that some of the most anticipated titles like The Last of Us 2 and Death Stranding will be cross-generational titles. Do you think 
In this new generation, you will be able to buy the games once, and they work on both consoles, similar to play anywhere on Xbox, or are we going to be stuck buying the same game again six months later? I, for one, am really hoping that PS4 slash PS5 crossplay is the solution here. Much love, Matt Council. So what you're talking about, Death Stranding, Last of Us 2, and then what you said Ghost of Shima as well? Yeah. Where do you think that, what does that mean for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5? I think what he just said, I do think that that's going to be Really? cross by. Yeah, I think it's going to be crossed by. There might be some level of bullshittery going on where uh, there's like some premium thing you have to pay for. Like maybe you have to pay $10 more or something or some service that like gives you that ability or yeah. whatever. Yeah, like you get better quality because like they said. Better textures. Yeah, like Cerny said like uh, PS4 games will be playable on PS5 or whatever. And he can confirm backwards compatibility for PlayStation 5. Right. And uh you imagine that uh, at least Death Stranding is a cross-gen game, so you'd imagine that you could buy Death Stranding uh, like as a PS4 disc, but then still play it on your PS5. So well, you it's, it's backwards compatible, he says. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think like you'd pay like what Tim's saying, like five or ten more bucks for yeah, like better textures and like to get the full experience of a PS5. And that gets messy really quick, really quick. But I, yeah. a solution to it is you just need PlayStation Plus. I don't think you do that. Honestly, I don't think you, know? you do that. I think that if they're if they're if they've done this and they've burned the candle this low to the uh, candle holder here, right? I'm making up an analogy. <laughs> like a, uh, that no, you have to just be like again. It's not PlayStation Five isn't a PlayStation Four Pro Plus, but it it does have it when it pops in. It, it's smart enough to understand. Oh, you have this game. I'm downloading your 8K textures or whatever the hell it's going to be, and going to do whatever yeah. in, in, enhanced performance mode to make it run. Mm-hmm. I don't think cross, I don't think you can do it cross gen the way we. Huh? It won't be 8K, but yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. I'm just, just whatever. Just to get ahead of it. Cool. Yeah. I don't. I just don't think you're able to sit there and go. All right, I, we're way beyond the days of uh, um, Metal Gear Solid Five, right? Where you had a PlayStation Three disc and a PlayStation Four disc. Like, I don't think you're gonna ha- see a PlayStation I mean, Five, a PlayStation Four version on the show. I don't think there's anything that's shown us that we're way beyond those days. I, I think, think that we're, the audience we're, has, ladies and gentlemen, the power of the gamers. We're have. right. We're right in assuming, or I hope that we're right in assuming that this will be the case. But like, we haven't seen anything to show that it's the case. Like this, this whole generation, like. We every time that's happened, we get Last of Us. We get Last of Us remastered, right? Sure, but even that's different from what I'm saying. That is totally. I'm, that not, is say, I'm not saying it's a remastered. I'm yeah. saying like I think day and date you have two, you have a Wii Wii U version and a Switch version of Zelda. I don't think we yeah. do that here. I don't think PlayStation does it that way. Yeah, so I think the I only way to, the only way to to do it then is to say, yep. It is a PlayStation 4 game. Yep, you plug it into your PlayStation 5, and it'll be run better. Do whatever instant loads, whatever the hell yeah. they're at to. But I also don't know how far out, you know, I, I, it'll be interesting to see. Like, you know, of course, uh, Neil Druckmann made headlines this week with the script that was the the end that they were filming. And then that's a wrap on Ellie and showing uh, Troy, uh, yeah, Troy and uh, uh, Ashley. They're wrapping up uh, Ellie's storyline right on the soundstage. So it's mm-hmm. like, cool, if we're still there, where is the game? And granted, that cinematics and da 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 I mean, that's blah, the thing is, like, I know movies and games are totally different. But Avengers Endgames stopped filming two years ago. Sure. And it's just coming out. Yeah. Right. Obviously, video games are different, but that doesn't mean that they're easier to make. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like that. That being done, just just means that an element of this whole giant course, game. So it's like it could be sooner than we expect. But my thing is, I don't think necessarily think all three of those games are going to be at launch with PlayStation Five or around that. I, I think it's going to be spread out. But I, we need to see the C three. We need to see a, 
a couple more things from Sony specifically, and they're not going to be any three. So I don't know. I don't know when that comes. Their whether next it's showca- uh, what state of play. State of play. I don't even know if it's the next one. It might be two from now or, or whatever. We need more talk about next gen from Sony to really piece these things together. Well, you won't get that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, it's going to be a while, right? Yeah. But um, to decide, like Xbox is doing the play anywhere thing. They kind of fumbled out of the gate with that. I think uh, where they they talked about it as a concept, but it got really weird. And it's there's the PC side of it that like that's really what they're talking about. And as opposed to the next gen, this gen being the same, they said sure. all that stuff. Sure, sure. But until we see it, it's like you're just talking, right? Um, but I want to hear now PlayStation just talk when Xbox is doing uh, because that to me shows that next gen will be what I assume it is, which is. It's PlayStation and it's Xbox. The numbers after the console almost don't matter. Yeah, like generations are dead. Right. Yeah. And Sony coming out and saying that it's not just a PS4 Pro Plus. It it's shocking to me. Like, and again, I I take a lot of what he's saying with a grain of salt because I think it's gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's you said it really well when we talked about it on that show, right? Of where he was like, "This isn't just an, an incremental upgrade, right? It's it's changing the way people play games, or whatever." Mm-hmm. And then we looked. You said none of this is changing. Lo- faster load times is not changing how I play games. That's yeah. not revolutionizing what I do. I still, you know. M. I I still believe more. I don't know why. I guess based. I guess it's just because they've talked so much more. I still trust more in the vision and the the talk I've been doing that Xbox is going to be Xbox. Xbox will do away with the numbers, mm-hmm. right? That is, yep, one platform with various skews, and that's going to decide how good the games look. PlayStation Five, I still do think is going to be. We are making PlayStation Five games. The PlayStation Five games do not work on your PlayStation Four. Your PlayStation Four games work on the PlayStation Five. That's there and i feel like they are going to be i think playstation is going to stick with the rigid structure that this is the playstation 5 era i entirely agree with you though the one caveat is so i think let me take a step back you think xbox the next xbox is going to be just called xbox no i they'll call Mm. it something but i do i think that they are going to stick with we are the xbox family of systems everything an Xbox game works on an Xbox regardless of numbers. However, you're, it's going to look different, run different. Kind yeah. Of okay. Like Again, back to PCs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, I, I mean, they, they've said that. I think that's true, too. But on PlayStation side, I do think it'll be PlayStation 5. Like, they've proven that lineage, and they're going to keep going that direction. I, I don't think PS5 games are going to be playable on PS4, and I don't think it's going to be so much the PlayStation family of systems in the same way Xbox is, but I do think that they are going to push PS4 games as PS5 games. Sure. At hard. And that that's going to be in a way that we've never seen before. Okay. A that's big, fair. A that's big fair. part of like their vision where they're like, our first party ti- PlayStation first party titles play best on the PlayStation 5. Sure. And like, that's the way that they're going to push okay. the cross generation. That's, fair. that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that excites me a lot. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, that's, I mean, I'm not ever, I, you know, you and I, even in, to different, very different degrees, love new tech for different reasons. But, like, yeah, like, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, I'm going to buy yeah. the PlayStation 5. I'm going to buy the next Xbox. I'm going to, you know, when they, these, the, when they started showing clamshell mock-ups of what a Switch could look like, I'm like, I like my Switch a lot, but that's kind of neat. That's kind of neat as a PSP Go fan. You know oh, I mean? yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's like I'm into it all for different reasons and all over it, but what it will actually net out to be, who knows? And that's yeah. always exciting, but then it's also frustrating right now. Mm-hmm. Where it is like, yeah, what does it mean for these next three big Sony first-party games we know about but don't know release dates of? And where the fuck are they going to go? And how is it going to yeah. go? And blah, blah. I mean, I am the type of gamer that, has, that wants to have all three systems and wants to have the availability to play 
whatever I want, even if it's just one thing here, one thing there, yeah, yeah. right? Um, and like I've said a lot, I now play third-party titles on Xbox One because the, I like the X and it has a yep. lot of tech that I enjoy. Um, but what does this mean for next gen if PlayStation adds a lot of those features and it's if the PS5 is closer to Xbox and Anaconda than the Pro is to the X right now, will I just only play on PlayStation? I think that there's a high chance that that, that I will. Yeah. Um, unless Xbox fixes their exclusive title problem. And I don't have faith that that's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is, yeah, I think they will, but yeah, we've seen how long it takes to bake these cakes. right? Mm-hmm. You look at PlayStation and the fact that we have seen a generation here where we're finally getting to the next thing from Sucker Punch, right? Between Infamous and between now Ghost. I know this is different, but it also isn't that different. It's very similar to the Wii U and Switch, right? Sure. Wii U had very limited exclusives, and when it did, some of them were amazing, and then there was a lot towards the end of just like, eh, but they were gearing up for the future. St- that was the thing. We've lost this generation. Yeah. Focus on the next thing. But then Switch came out, and out the gate, it was boom, 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 and it's been that way, right? Yeah. yeah. If Xbox has its Wii U moment, and then in terms of exclusives, not in terms of anything else, to be very clear, and then they launch their next thing, and it still takes... If they have their Wii U moment, and then they have their PS4 moment, that could be an issue. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will see. We will. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Squad Up. This is where one of you writes in to kindoffunny.com. Slash Patreon. You give me your name, username, platform of choice, why you need help in a video game. I already hear the best friends come and find you. Everybody plays games together. Today's Shifty Fellow needs help on PlayStation 4. His name on PlayStation 4. Shifty Fellow. All one word. Here we go. San Francisco is under attack. Armed with harsh words and the inability to have friendly discord, the vocal minority have invaded, turning once reasonable people into their own and taking the glue that holds everything together together. While their mysterious leader burns through the city and his garbage truck on fire, leaving the devastation in his wake. One remains unaffected by the poisonous vitriol and he must save the city. Join Tim Tam on his adventure to save San Francisco from the clutches of the vocal minority in this action platformer. Make unlikely allies such as the outlaws Stogie and the Grabbler and take on unique abilities in your quest to find the glue and put the city back together. Dot, dot, dot. This is my top level pitch and lofty ambitions aside. This is what I want. Let me try this again. Top level pitch and lofty ambitions aside. This is what I want to make and who better than the best friends to help me on my journey. I have no experience or knowledge in game design, but I want to put myself and dreams through its paces. So if anyone would like to help me make this dream a reality, please get in touch ideas mechanics help with the logic please art assets or play testers i'll probably need it all so hit me up and let's get dreaming <laughs> looking forward to seeing the kind of funny crew again in london much love shifty uh so basically yes on the playstation 4 shifty fellow all one word needs help making the kind of funny dreams level you can hit him up at shifty fellow on pretty much everything he says but most importantly his psn name shifty fellow all one word if this gets made we got to do this as a party mode 100 percent. yeah Tim? Yes. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell me what we screwed up as we screwed up so I can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Uh, the nanobiologist says, uh, per an Inquisitor article from 2017, an unnamed Final Fantasy game was, quote, the was in, quote, the concept pre-production or very early production phase, end quote, and is rumored to star Aunt Agni? Agni. Agni, the character from Final Fantasy Tech Demo in 2012. 
That was 2012? No way. Yeah, but That's I was just wild. rarely wrong. Agni's philosophy was awesome. I hope that turns into a game one yeah. day because that looked beautiful, looked like the old world that I definitely want to see a story in. But 2012? Jesus, I'm looking into that. Capitalist Pig gets the, the other correction of the day. Uh, Re, the first Castlevania collection. Uh, when the page for the Castlevania collection first launched, the description said, quote, in the first Castlevania collection, dot, 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 which set it apart from the Contra slash arcade collection descriptions, this has been changed to its current text, obscuring a possible sequel. 2012. June 5th. It was E3 2012. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoy the weekend and play a lot of games. Let's talk about who's hosting next week. Monday, it's me and Andrea. Tuesday, it's me and David Jagno from Upload VR. He's back. Wednesday right now, it's me and Witta, but I might not be here. I need to figure that out. Thursday, Greg and Andrea. Friday, Greg and Tim. Fantastic. You already know the rigmarole. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games keeps the lights and the mics on. If you have Twitch, no, if you have Amazon Prime, you got Twitch Prime. We'd love it if you gave that free 30 day subscription to us. It doesn't auto renew. Maybe you listen to the podcast and would rather just do that. You can come by anytime and give it to us. Um, oh, yeah, over on Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Early games cast is up, as well as the monthly video game club, this time Division 2 with Fran and Gary and me. Woo. Um, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. You got them wet